0: Thunder and Lightning Puppy Dreams for Kids, Episode 8 The Knock in the Night. As a puppy, I enjoyed the great outdoors. When my owner, 11 year old Gabe Xanadu, told me that we would go camping, he jumped in the air. I jumped too. Lightning, we'll be staying in our own little tent. My boy's excitement was contagious. He danced, sort of. He actually jumped up and down a lot. And we're going to have friends Zane, who's six. Claire, who's three, and Mike and Lindley, their parents. What fun. Gabe rolled on the floor and bounced up. I danced, standing on my hind legs, twirling in circles. I didn't know you could do that. Gabe picked me up and hugged me. Thunder bounded into the room with Alexander, Gabe's 13-year-old brother, who strolled in behind him. Thunder, a great dame pup, was my best friend. We slept in the same basket, stayed in the same house, and had lots of adventures together. He was three times bigger than me. Time to go. Alex rummaged in the closet, found a jacket, and glanced at Gabe. Better get an extra layer for the nighttime. The temperature will drop into the 40s. Gabe zipped to the closet, got out his own jacket, and headed for the door. Did Dad get our backpacks in the car? Yep. Alex followed Gabe out of our room, down the stairs, out the back door, and into the van, talking the whole time. The gear is in the van. We're ready for anything. Gabe settled me in his lap as our vehicle pulled away. For the first half hour, I looked out the window, played with thunder, and leaned into my master. He petted me, but focused on the scenery out the window. The closed windows kept me from smelling the outside. I got bored, lay on Gabe's warm lap, and fell into a sleep. I felt a little lighter in my dream world and a little faster. I could beat thunder in any race and outrun any animal in the forest. I felt awesome. Stretching my legs, I rolled from my side to my belly. I paused to look around. I was in a small clearing surrounded by trees and bushes. The boys took up most of the space as they worked hard to set up their small Olive green canvas tent. They had to snap the two halves of the tent together in the middle. Dad, why is this tent called a pup tent? Alex stopped working for a second to hear his father's answer. The name goes back to the American Civil War. Their dad handed two wooden objects and some pointy metal things to Alex and Gabe. The Union soldiers thought the tents were better suited for dogs than for people. He pointed to the items he gave the boys. One of you has to get inside the tent and hold the poles, while the other one stakes down the tent on the outside. Make sure you're fully connected the two halves, then put in opposite stakes on each side of the two poles, stretching the canvas tight. You also have to put in a stake at the end of each tent for the flaps. I'll get inside. Gabe flipped up one side of the tent and crawled underneath. I sprinted to the tent. Using my nose, I lifted the canvas and wiggled my way inside next to him. The canvas had a musty smell, like it had been in the attic for a long time. I scooched beside my master until I got next to his head. Then I licked his nose. Lightning! Gabe pushed me away. Not now. I have to get this pole to stand upright. I wagged my tail, but the tent kept it from going back and forth the whole way. My tail made a swish, swish sound. I wormed my way closer to my boy, brushing past him to the bottom of the pole. Pounding of metal on metal came from outside the tent. I've got the stakes in on both sides at each end of the tent and at the entrance flaps. Alex's voice came from outside the tent, sounding muffled. When Gabe pulled the tent tight and inserted the second pole into the hole on the other end of the tent, I acted. The first tent pole wobbled a little bit. I zipped over and tapped it with my paw. The pole swayed a little. Lightning, my boy's voice raised a little. I yipped and attacked the pole. It dropped to the ground and the tent fell down on us. Lightning, Gabe's stern tone meant he wasn't happy with me. Out of the tent. In the darkness, I smelled his presence come closer. His hand wrapped around my body. He pushed me out the entrance flap. Alex, keep him outside with you until we're set up. Will do. Alex stepped over to me. Stay with me. He picked me up and dropped me near where he was working. and grabbed a stake and a hammer. With a click, 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 he drove the next stake into the ground. Is the tent ready yet? Their father, partly hidden by trees, ducked under some branches on a path to come to us. He left a bright orange tent about four times larger than the pup tent. He passed a picnic table and a circle of stones in a clearing between the tents. Not yet, Dad. Alex shook his head. We'll need a few more minutes. Lightning knocked down a pole. I sniffed at that. I was checking the pole. When it wobbled, it was obvious to me that it needed fixed. The second time I pawed it, the pole fell to the ground, collapsing the tent. A shaky tent pole wasn't my fault. In a few minutes, the boys finished, stuffed their sleeping bags, mats, and backpacks into the tent, and announced they were ready to go. Off to the lake we go, their mother's high soprano echoed off the trees. We'd better move it since the storm's supposed to come in about two hours from now. Mike? Lindley, Zane, and Claire joined us on the path. We hiked along a trail with lots of exciting scents, but Gabe wouldn't let me explore. In about 10 minutes, we found the lake. The sun's rays reflected off the water and made it shimmer. The boys' mom and dad discovered a quiet place with a picnic table. Mike set Claire on the ground. We became instant friends. I ran over to her, sniffing her legs. She was a little person. I was a tiny dog. She patted my head, then sat on the ground. I licked her face. She pushed me away. Lightning, get over here. Gabe picked me up. Leave her alone for now. Thunder wandered over to Zane. He was less than half the size of his mommy, Lindley. Zane held out his hand for Thunder to smell, but Thunder put his front paws on Zane's chest. He pushed Thunder off and ran to his mommy. She patted him. It's okay, Bubba. Thunder just wants to play. Bubba must have been another name for Zane. He glanced at his mommy. Okay. He reached out and brushed Thunder's coat. Swimsuit time. Gabe's dad set beach bags on the table. Everyone took off some outer clothes to reveal swimsuits underneath. Mom and dad collected their towels and motioned for Mike and Lindley to join them. Let's go down to the beach. Mom grabbed a small bag. I have some snacks, and the sandy beach is a great place for little children to play. They left Gabe, Alex, Thunder, and me at the picnic table. I started to follow my new friends. Lightning, Gabe chased me down, picked me up, and carried me back to the picnic table. Stay with us. You'll see the kids in a minute. That was funny. An 11-year-old boy calling a six-year-old a kid. I yipped. Over here. Alex caught a thick rope with a knot at the end dangling from a tree. He wiggled it. This swing can hold my weight. The rope dangled from a huge tree branch twice as thick as Alex's waist. The tree grew right on the edge of the lake. I noticed some of its roots bulge out from the ground and into the water. I'm going to do a cannonball, Gabe grabbed for the rope. We stood on a slight hill, but the ground dropped away suddenly, like a small cliff as high as a dining room table, into the water. Look at me, Gabe raced back up the slight slope that slanted toward the lake. He gripped the rope as high as he could, pulling it tight. Then he sprinted down the hill until his feet came off the ground. I raced after him, yipping and nipping at the huge knot at the end of the rope. I stopped before I got to the drop-off into the lake. Gabe hung on the rope until it reached its highest part of its swing over the water. He let go. Pulling his knees to his chest, he dropped into the water with a huge splash. The rope swung back and Alex caught it. He went next, doing a belly buster, landing flat on his stomach in the water. Thunder joined me as we barked at the edge of the cliff. We played for what seemed like hours. Thunder and I darted after the boys as they ran and swung, sometimes jumping into the water ourselves. Time to go, Gabe's dad walked up from the beach, a towel on his shoulder. After covering their swimsuits with walking clothes and putting on sneakers, we hurried on the path to the tent. Those dark clouds mean rain, Mike told Lindley. We'd better get the kids down for a nap. Lindley picked up Claire to speed up our walk. Thunder rumbled in the distance. A few drops of rain fell. Pitter patter. We're getting wet, Zane yelled. Mike laughed. We're already wet. Let's run. Gabe sprinted ahead. I followed. Thunder, Alex, and Zane joined in the fun. At our clearing, the parents said goodbye to each other. I stuck my nose in Claire's face as she grabbed some of my hair. In minutes, we were at the pup tent. The boys dried off outside, then changed into regular clothes inside after turning on an electric lantern. A loud crack made me jump. What was that? Sounds like lightning outside, Gabe opened the front flap of the tent a little bit to see out. I joined him. A flash of light as bright as day surprised me. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, Gabe and Alex counted out loud together. Three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five Mississippi. When they said five Mississippi, the skies boomed loud enough to shake the tent. That was about five seconds, Alex said. Gabe let go of the flap of the tent. One mile away. After listening and counting several times, the boys lost interest. They played cards, read comic books, ate a few snacks, and turned on a portable radio. Boys, Mom's voice drifted into the tent, supper time. The sky remained dark, but the rain stopped. Our masters put on ponchos, which looked like plastic blankets with hoods. We went out on the soggy ground to the picnic table. The parents invited the boys into their tent after a hot soup supper. Thunder and I had to wait outside under the rain fly. It was drier there, though. After a bit, we left for our tent. After taking off his poncho, Gabe used his towel to dry me off and keep most of the mud off the tent. Alex did the same for Thunder. The boys read and talked some more. The electric lamp dimmed. Let her turn it out. Alex pulled out a flashlight. The battery's almost gone. Gabe nodded. He pulled out his light, flicked it on, and switched off the lamp. I snuggled next to my master in his sleeping bag. He rolled on his side, reading. He did that a lot. Finally, he snapped off his flashlight, held me to his chest, and closed his eyes. His breathing slowed. My eyelid slid down. Crack! My head popped out of the sleeping bag. What was that? Gabe was awake. He switched on his flashlight. You hear that? Alex groaned. hear what? Then I heard a knock, knock, knock. We need to investigate. Gabe slipped into his shorts and t-shirt. Alex rubbed his eyes. It's raining outside. Gabe put on his poncho. We'll dress for the weather. Alex grumbled, but he got ready. Gabe popped open the tent flap and crawled out. I was next, then Alex, then Thunder. A clang came from the area of the picnic table. You go first. (sighs) Alex yawned. It's your idea. Like two dark humped shapes, Gabe and Alex crept toward the picnic table. Thunder and I followed along. Their flashlights probed the darkness. A clatter from the picnic table drew their lights. A set of two eyes looked back. Those monsters are in our stuff, Gabe surged forward. Wait, Alex grabbed his shoulder. Those monsters are raccoons, at least three of them. Three coons. We've got to chase them away, Gabe shrugged off his brother's hand. Alex hinged forward for a better look. There's broken pieces of a branch on the picnic table. Gabe flew forward, his dark shape like a bat flying low to the ground. I chased him. He picked up a broken branch and faced a raccoon. You'd better leave. I growled. Rrr. Alex and Thunder joined us. Alex had a branch too. Gabe pounded the branch on the table. Smack! Leave! The raccoon looked at him as though he wasn't there. The coon. Sniffed the pots and pans it had disturbed. I smelled the food too, little scraps of bacon. The raccoon slipped to the ground. Alex pounded his branch into the mud. Get moving! None of the coons cared much about the thuds or their voices. I guess they had a lot of experience with campers not cleaning up their plates and dishes. What's going on? Gabe and Alex's dad stood on the other side of the clearing. Raccoons, Alex shone his light around, and we can't get rid of them. Their father smiled. Don't you have dogs? Gave grin. Yeah, sick of lightning. Alex ordered Thunder to join in. Soon we chase those coons away. You're our heroes. Their mom joined us outside. After picking up the dishes, washing some of them again, we all went to bed. I fell asleep instantly. Lightning. Fingers tickled my belly. Wake up, buddy. You've been sleeping for a while. My boy opened his car door. Here we are. We made it. Time to experience the great outdoors. I wondered if we would do the same things I saw in my dream. The boy's dad opened the car's trunk. Let's get the pup tent out first. I hope you've enjoyed the eighth episode of the Thunder and Lightning Puppy Dreams for Kids podcast. You can subscribe to Aaron Zook's channel to follow the Puppy Dreams series and tell your friends about these terrific podcasts. Aaron M. Zook Jr. is the creator of the Thunder and Lightning Young Adult Mystery Adventure series for fourth grade students and above. You can find Aaron Zook's books on his website, zookbooks.org, or at boldvisionbooks.com. That's B O L D V I S I O N B O O K S dot com. And prepare yourself for next Friday's release of the mysterious episode number nine the best castle ever.